You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and this is our Opposition View segment ahead of Arsenal's clash with Watford at the weekend. The Troy Deeney slash Cajones derby. I know he's not there anymore, but it'll always be that, won't it? Joining me uh, to bring us the download on this weekend's opponents is good friend uh, and brilliant content creator, Jacob, Jakey, as I call him. How you oh, doing, mate? mate. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me on, mate. I, I actually watch all your stuff, so it's been been brilliant. You know what? To see the other point of view, because I see a lot about Arsenal, but I feel like you're the most level-headed Arsenal fan out there. So it's brilliant content, a pleasure to be on the channel. And really look forward to the game, mate, on Sunday. You know, obviously you guys are the favourites going into it, but it'll be a good day. I'm going with my dad in the in the away end, so it should be a good day. Uh, look forward to chatting about it. Yeah, looking forward to it. And thanks for all your kind words, man. I'll, I'll pay you later, mate. Um, It is a a big game for both sides. Of course, you know, Watford would have felt that they should have taken more from their fixture last weekend against Southampton. Arsenal are looking to continue this run and with Liverpool to come very, very soon, we're hoping that we can pick up three points and continue this momentum that we seem to have developed, um, you know, over the last sort of six to eight weeks, which has been really, really impressive. Um, first of all, let's talk about the managerial change at Watford, which took place recently. Now, Watford as a football club get a lot of stick, I think, from people outside who criticise them for the frequency, I guess, with which they chop and change their managers. I would say, though, Jakey, it's worked. Like, you have to say it's worked, doesn't it? And why is it when... Do you feel like a Watford, as a Watford fan that people are very quick to criticise your club and there are other clubs who can be just as ruthless at times that don't get the same heat. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think the the prime example with that similar method at the moment is with Spurs. Now, look, Spurs' turnover of managers is nowhere near as Watford's. We've had 15 managers in the last 10 years. But you look at the Nuno sacking, it was a sacking that had to be made and it's now being labelled as ambitious because of Antonio Conte coming in. Now, Watford sacking Cisco Munoz, this is a man who was inexperienced for the role. You know, he'd managed 12 games and Georgian first division had come in midway through the season, got us up, which is amazing. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is he wasn't the right man to take us forward. And bringing in someone like Claudio Ranieri for a club like Watford is, is a massive coup for us because this is a guy, as you know, Harry, with him being at Syria, at Sampdoria, at Roma. I mean, the list goes on and what, what he's won in the game and his experience. This is a, a major coup for Watford. So it's then labelled as a disgrace that Watford have sacked the manager because they've spotted a negative trend, yet Spurs have done the same thing and brought in a new manager. That's the frustration, I think, from Watford fans. And as you said, I mean, you look at the club size again, we have had relative success for the club size and this method has worked, in my opinion. You know, we've had five years in the Premier League, we've got to an FA Cup final, we've pushed for, for the European spots to that seventh position in 2018-19 and we've got promoted twice. So I think overall, when you look at it as a Watford fan, you think, you know what, this is that's relative success and it's it's a method which isn't perfect. I, I, I mean, there's been times where I've been frustrated with more of the appointments than the sackings. I, I, I have to admit, mate, most of the sackings I would justify. But the fact of the matter is then there's something going wrong with the appointments. 
So I think a lot of Watford fans would say, look, we agree with what the Pozzos do. We agree with how they run the club, but that doesn't mean they're perfect. And there have been flaws in terms of, for example, bringing back Kike Sanchez-Flores when we got relegated. That's the obvious one that stands out. But overall, mate, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think the stick is harsh and often because it's against the mould and it's not the typical way of running a football club, people don't like it. But actually, as I said, for a club like Watford, it, it, has, it has been relative success. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Claudio Ranieri is the man in charge now, as you mentioned, very experienced manager, um, somebody that, you know, has got a lot of friends in the game just because he's a brilliant character, but a good football manager too. But I think his character obviously kind of makes people sort of warm to him that little bit more. Um, Wandering Minstrel, one of our regular <laughs> listeners, he says, can you get Watford's Dilly Dong going? And <laughs> that folds nicely into my next question, which is, do you think that, well, are you optimistic that with Ranieri at the helm, Watford have what it takes to survive the drop this season? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I mean, of of course, time will tell. But I think it's really it's really interesting with Ranieri because on the one hand, there's been good signs there. There's been signs that he's freeing up the attack as well, making us hard to beat. And let's just put aside that Liverpool result. The Everton game was the prime example. We were at two one down, and he made a double change and he took Saar off, who talent wise is our best player. And he brought on Emmanuel Dennis and João Pedro. And this was at the 60th minute. We go on to win the game 5-2. This is a guy who's ruthless and will probably make changes that we don't see as a fan base. But at the same time, the Southampton result, oh, you, you want to be building on that 5-2 win. And then it just feels like a kick in the teeth. It's a step backwards. So I've seen some good signs from Watford in that Everton game, particularly going forward. But then I've also seen some signs last week where, again, individual errors at the back are starting to shine through. But I think the main thing is, Harry, if we did go down this year, we couldn't blame it on the manager because Claudio Ranieri, with the experience he has, with the tactical nails he has, we won't go down down to him. It'll be a case of players making individual errors and players maybe not being up to the standard of the Premier League. Um, there's still question marks over the back line. I think there's there's too many times where there's too many individual errors and it, it's frustrating, I think, particularly for a manager of Ranieri's ability. I mean, last week could have been, I mean, we should have lost the game, but the fact of the matter is if we don't make that individual error in the first half we potentially get a point and then you can build on that and we're going into a tricky run mate if we look at the next kind of five games or so we have you guys on on Sunday then Manchester United Leicester Chelsea and then Manchester City as our next five so it just feels like that Southampton game was a pivotal moment you know not to kind of write us off for the next five but Claudio will know he's not expecting a lot of points out of the next five fixtures yeah, and that's the thing. We were talking, weren't we, in, in the studio before we, we did a show, I think maybe a few weeks ago now, when Ranieri was appointed. I said to you that he's the type of manager, though, that when you look at those runs of fixtures, you might think we're not going to get an awful lot out of them. But he is capable from time to time of pulling out these cracking yeah. results. He did it at Everton. So I wouldn't completely rule him out of picking up anything, but I get what you mean. The, the Southampton fixture felt like a bit of a sliding doors moment. They're a side that you expect probably will be down and around there come the end of the season based on what we've seen of them. And to lose at home will, will obviously be really, really frustrating. Um, I mean, so you've won one of your last five. Arsenal, in contrast to that, have won three of their last five and drawn the other two. So Arsenal are in really, really good shape. And before I get a little bit more on Watford, I'm always curious and I always ask this to our guests. What have you made of Arsenal under Mikel Arteta in recent weeks? Because for me, it's, you know, we're kind of engrossed in the club. Everything I do is around the club. It's, And I feel like sometimes you can get lost in that 
So I'm always interested to hear how football fans of other clubs are, are seeing Arsenal and the progress that they're making at the moment. So what have sure. you made of the last few weeks? Do you know what, mate? At the start of the season, when you lost the three on the bounce and, and people were taking the mickey out of Arsenal, saying, oh, you're in a relegation battle. We all knew that the form was going to pick up at some point. But I, from my perspective, I've been really impressed with what Arteta has done. I think there's an element of you have to kind of tinker the style to an extent to find that perfect balance. But I like the way he's kind of kept the core principles of how he wants to play the game. Um, and that takes time. And I think what people forget is there's been a lot of injuries at Arsenal over the last few years. And it's been difficult for him to get consistency with the team. I feel now you are starting to see, you, you, you start to predict the team he's going to be picking because there's relationships forming. For example, Saka and Tommy Asley down the right-hand side. You look at Smith-Rowe as well, uh, linking up with Aubameyang. I just feel those combinations and relationships have been building over the last few weeks. I've been really impressed. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on your channel. I've I've been really impressed with what Arsenal are starting to do. Um, obviously, the one pivotal game that I look at is that is that Tottenham result. I feel that, that was the game for Mikel Arteta, which kind of has defined the last few games. I don't know if you'd agree with that, Harry. If you had lost that, you would have felt that it would have been a difficult run going into Brighton and Villa and, and Leicester. But the fact he won that game meant that the momentum was going into those games. And I know you drew to Palace and Brighton, but you're not losing. Those games in recent years, Arsenal would have lost 100%. And he's kept he's kept that momentum going. And I think that's probably the word to describe Arsenal at the minute. I feel that you've got momentum going into Sunday. And that's why I'm worried, because ultimately we haven't got a brilliant record at the Emirates. We won in what 2017, if I remember correctly, 20, yeah, 20, January 2017. I feel Arsenal have got the momentum to, to, to continue this run. Um, but then, of course, you do have a Liverpool, Man United to come up as well. But I, I really like what Arsenal are doing. I think you were smart in the transfer market. As you, if you mentioned, Harry, you don't have the same budget as these other top six teams. You've got to be clever in the, in the market. Tommy Asu has been a great signing. Ben White seems to be growing into his role. Gabriel seems to have found his form as well. And yeah, I, and Tavares at the back. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that I can say about this season is you've started to have a familiar back line. And I feel there's been tinkering over the last couple of seasons at Arsenal, if, if, if I'm right. It just feels there's a bit of consistency with the team. You're starting to build momentum and there's an identity to Arsenal again. And I think early stages still, I don't want to get too ahead of myself with, from, from your perspective, but it just feels that you're on the right track. And that's probably the best way to describe Arsenal at the minute. Yeah, I, I think that's perfectly fair. I think you're right. We have had a lot of key players, the Partey's, the Tierney's, people, you know, especially those two who have been so pivotal to the way we play yet have had real fitness issues and fitness concerns and they've been sort of in and out of the side and, and that lack of consistency in our selection has led to a lack of consistency in terms of our performances and in terms of what we produce so yeah it's great to see you know a bit more of a settled team I could you know I think from the last three or four fixtures a lot of people have you know have been able to say yeah this is going to be the team and and it's been quite accurate, yeah. maybe one player difference, uh, which has been fantastic. So that's a sign that Mikel Arteta is starting to establish what it is that uh, he wants from this group in terms of who's going to start, who's coming off the bench, who's part of the squad, etc. So, yeah, definitely moving in the right direction. Fingers crossed it continues. Um, in terms of Watford, what can we expect from, from Claudio Ranieri in terms of system, sort of starting lineup shape? I know... You know, he might change it. He is the tinker man. That's what he's known as. He might, <laughs> he might change it because of the 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 fixture. But what do you expect to see from Watford in terms of the way they set up at the weekend? 
Yeah, it's, it's a great question, that, because I think the, the one thing about Claudio since he's come in is he's tinkered with the system, literally, uh, not to, to pardon the pun. When, when, when we played against Liverpool and we got battered, uh, battered five near, we went to a back three, which I'd been calling for, but I just think it was probably the wrong game to try and execute that because we weren't going to have a lot of the ball anyway. And he felt then we had to go back to the back four that we played against Everton and we kind of went to the more of the 4-3-3, but then he changed it again for Southampton where it changed into more of a a 4-4-1-1 with Al Pedro just playing behind Josh King. So I'm really, I have to admit, mate, it's the jury's out on what system he's going to go with. Now, play, playing against Arsenal, it's, it's, it's a kind of 4-2-3-1 that Arteta's kind of been implementing right at, so far this season. I would think he'll go with and maybe go man for man and maybe try to look to hit you on the counter-attack. We've we picked up six points away from home this season. Our two wins uh, out of three have come away from home. Um and I feel that that's probably the system he's going to go with. But it's more, to be honest, mate, with with personnel, because, again, there's been there's been tinkering here and there. As I mentioned, Pedro's been playing two fans come in into central areas. There's, we just, again, unlike Arsenal, we haven't got a lot of consistency with our team at the moment because I think he's still trying to find out who is his best team. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll go with the 4-3-3 and look to hit you on the counter-attack. I think that's probably the way to go. But I also do believe that you know, as I said, I think we are weak at the back. And I think at some point it probably would be worth going to a three in the middle, a uh, three at the back rather, so that midfield can protect them a little bit more. Because at the minute, often you go for a three at the back when you know your defenders aren't good enough, as we saw at Leicester with Harry Maguire. Now, Harry Maguire is a decent defender, I'm not saying that, but his flaws got hidden away when you're playing in a three, as he did yeah. for England. I feel with Watford, we do kind of have to go for that way because of that, the individual errors aspect of our back line. So, in answer to your question, I think we'll look to play on the counter-attack. I look, I think we'll look to utilise the pace of Emmanuel Dennis, who's back, Josh King, Saar. And those three are always going to cause teams problems, regardless of the opposition this year, because of the pace on the break. And we just have to play to our strengths, mate. I think sometimes there's an element with newly promoted teams where they don't, there's a little bit of a loss of identity and they'll try to play a style which isn't them. Watford need to be direct. Watford need to be difficult to play against. Not try and press teams out of the game. Um, because often that's what some teams do. They'll try and press really, really high and get exposed. So I think we'll go 4-3-3. Three, three, then we'll look to hit you on the counter-attack. I just think we need to shore up that midfield to protect the back line. Um, that, that's a must for, for Sunday. Yeah, it's interesting points. And, and if I just share the screen for those watching um, us on uh, YouTube at the moment, they'll see that Watford's season so far... Um, Average goals conceded per match is just under two goals per match, which is obviously a concern uh, for Watford moving forward. Not a single clean sheet in the Premier League just yet. But interestingly, and this really jumped out at me, Watford seemed to create, according to the Premier League's official stats, more <laughs> chances per match, clear-cut chances than Arsenal do, which is, you know, it's interesting. And, and that makes me think that, I know you said that they'll probably come and set up quite defensively, but if I were Watford, I would maybe look to try and take the game to Arsenal a little bit, you know, because I'll tell you exactly what Mikel Arteta will want and what Arsenal will look to do in the early stages. And that is what we've done every week in the last five or six. And that is to try and start the game really quickly, like a house on fire. And one of the criticisms that Arteta's faced, particularly in the early stages of his Arsenal career, was that we were slow starters and that we'd look at teams like Liverpool, like Manchester City, you would come fast out of the blocks and blow people away and almost win the game in the first 20 minutes and then be able to kind of drop off that little bit, manage the game effectively. 
Arsenal have done that in recent weeks. You know, you think back to the game against Spurs. I know they gifted us a lot of the opportunities, but we started the game well. We started the game strongly. The game against Aston Villa, the same. We started the game against Crystal Palace very strongly as well, although we didn't end up going on to win it. Leicester City was another game where we started the game brilliantly. So I expect Arsenal to be really quick out of the traps. And maybe Watford, it would be in their interests to maybe try and take the game to Arsenal in the early stages and prevent Arsenal being able to kind of get a foothold and be so dominant. I, I know it's risky and it's probably not what Ranieri is going to do. But I just think when a team, when you know a team is going to start like, like that, if you just drop off and let them, you're almost giving them what they want. Sure. And but but that needs to you need to be brave to approach it like that. And I think Ranieri, for all the the brilliance, he is a bit of a pragmatist. So I, I think you're right in terms of what what we're going to see. But well, yeah. that that's the thing. That's the thing, Harry. In terms of, I think Ranieri will set up that way. But I would like to like us to be a bit more on the front. But I I mean the biggest thing I've seen from Watford so far this season is. When we do concede that first goal, I uh, bar the Everton game, which let's be honest, it was a crazy 12 minutes. It's kind of a little bit of a one-off, really. We probably won't see that from Watford again this season. Uh, touch wood, it does happen. <laughs> but look, the, the the biggest thing is when we concede that first goal, as we did against Southampton last week, at no point did I feel that we were going to get back into the game. When we get that first goal, there's there's that kind of growing confidence that they're buying into the plan and they and and we can execute the game plan better. Whereas I just feel that with this Watford team, if we can see the first goal early if we against Arsenal, I can only see it going one way. I may be completely wrong, but I just haven't seen enough this season from us to suggest that if we do go behind, bar the Everton game, which, as I said, was a crazy passage of play in the last 10, that we would then take the game to Arsenal, if you know what I mean. I think we're very much a confidence team. If we're on a roll, we can blow teams away, as we did against Aston Villa on the first game of the season, as we did with Everton in that passage. And Norwich again, we'll have these 20 minute spells where we can really go for teams, but then we just drop off a little bit. So I think that first goal on Sunday is going to be absolutely crucial. If Arsenal can get it early, then that will set the tone. If Watford can get it, then it plays into our hands because then we can play on the counter attack and we can utilise the pace of Josh King, who I think is up there with one of the best strikers outside the top eight. Um, you then Ismail Assar, who should be playing at a Champions League club, and then Emmanuel Dennis, who offers a lot of pace on the left-hand side. And then you can bring on the likes of, of Zhao, who um, he probably won't be playing on Sunday, my, my bad. But uh, yeah, there's, we've got options. We have got options going forward. It's just at the back, mate. I, I know I'm a bit of a negative about, I'm being a bit negative about it, but I just, I mean, I look at our back line and I think how many other teams, maybe in the other top four team would take our back line. I don't think there'd be many, bar Norwich. Uh, and that's, that's ultimately where our problems lie. And that's why they brought in Ranieri, as you said, because he's a pragmatist. And that's Norwich. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but, <laughs> but just going back to, to some of the you know the stats ahead of this one, top goal scorers, you know, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is tied with Ismail Assar. Emmanuel Dennis is second in that. Um, or well, third because the the two of them are joint first, but you know what I mean. Um yeah. in assists, it's two Watford players that are at the top of this one as well. So Watford certainly carry a goal threat, and we need to be aware of that. Um, yes, there are fragilities at the back and Arsenal have actually looked quite good at the back in recent times, but Watford are capable of coming to the Emirates Stadium and scoring. And so for me, I think it's really important that we do get that early goal, um, but not at the expense of giving something away sh stupidly in the early stages, not not going out there. And, you know, we've been aggressive, but we've been aggressive in a in a quite measured way, which I've really liked. It's not been 
Wenger aggressive, which was everybody put four forwards on the pitch. It's still that little bit more pragmatic under Mikel Arteta. And I think that's what I've really enjoyed. So, you know, you know what, Harry, just to jump in there, I think the biggest thing I've seen from <clears throat> Arteta's team this season compared to last is I feel that there's an element of control to the games at the minute. I never, I've never felt in the last, bar the first three, that Arsenal have ever been out of control of the game. Um, even even in that Palace game where you went behind, I think there would have been previous seasons where you would have maybe panicked and gone gun-ho for the last 10, but it almost felt inevitable that you were going to get the equaliser. I just feel there's an element of control with this team, which is all praise to Arteta because he's he's changed that. And I think particularly in the midfield, that you know, Thomas Partey being fit is a massive, massive boost for you guys. The protection he gives to the back four, which allows then Ben White to push, push through. It allows him to basically have the confidence that if I go through the middle, and take the ball out. I know Party will be covering me, and I know Gabrielle's got my back as well. And Ben White's, I mean, I can't believe he hasn't got an England call up. I mean, oh, I just think that's unbelievable. We'll get that's another story. But look, I think the control, <laughs> the control of the, yeah, the control of games from Arsenal is what I've been particularly impressed by. Yeah, and I think that's largely to do with obviously the way they're pressing the ball, but they're able to do that now with White and Gabrielle at centre back. They're able to do that because they are two players who can squeeze up and play on the front foot without being worried necessarily about a lack of pace, like maybe Pablo Marie would be and having to drop back deeper to kind of prevent that from happening. You've got two, whether it's Tierney or Tavares, you've got fantastic athleticism in the left-back position. And the same in the right-back position, Takahiro Tomiyasu gives you the ability to win the ball in the air when people look to go long against you. But he's also pretty quick across the ground, which is a little bit deceptive, I think, when you watch him on TV. So, yeah, um, you know, things are looking good. And, and the fact that we are able to or we have the players that can play the way that we want to play now has obviously made a world of difference. Um, before we continue and, and just wrap it up, uh, just quickly, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button on the video. It really, really does help the channel. If you're listening via the podcast, please do leave us a review. That also helps to subscribe if you're new. And uh, make sure you check out WD18 as well, which is Jakey's Watford channel, which is fantastic. Um, Jakey, is it just on YouTube people can find it? Yeah, so if you just, just go on YouTube, WD18, even Watford fan channel, I think we're the top one on there. And uh, on Twitter and Insta at WD18 fans. So if any Watford fans, uh, sorry, Arsenal fans want to follow some Watford content, uh, that's the place to be. Thanks, mate, for the show. I really appreciate that. No worries. I've put it in the title as well, so people can click no, directly top, onto top, it. Um, right. Let's get your prediction. Arsenal <laughs> versus Watford, Emirates Stadium, this Sunday, 2pm. Let's have Cahoney's Derby. Pardon? <laughs> Cahoney's Derby. Cahoney's Derby. That's it. Um, I'm going to go with a positive 2-2. Two -two. I think we'll score. I think that's my. I think we will score. Uh, I'm, I'm confident, as you mentioned, Harry, with the stats back it up. We've got threat going forward. I just think the key battle, mate, is going to be those two fullbacks. If we can nullify Tommy Asu and and uh, Nuno Tavares going forward and pin them back, I think we'll have a good chance of, of getting a couple of goals on Sunday. But that is a positive prediction, which is a two-two. My head's telling. Um, my, my heart's telling me it'll be a two-two. My head's telling me it'll be an Arsenal win. So that's kind of my two predictions. Uh, Two predictions there, but I'm going to go for a positive two. Two, look, you got you got to be positive. You can't predict the loss, can you? As an opposition, nah, opposition you can't. fan, you can't. Um, I'm going to go with a three-one to the Arsenal. Um, I think we'll go. Th I know this sounds a bit, um, a bit maybe. I don't know what the word is, a bit <laughs> cheeky. But I'm. I, I think we're going to go into a three-nil lead, 
And then we're going to do what Arsenal have done, which has been my one slight frustration with what we've done in recent weeks is that we switch off late and concede one and just ruin that clean sheet. So I'm going to go 3-1 Arsenal. That's not me being cocky, I promise. Uh, <laughs> mate, this, mate look, you've been on a great run and we're not in great form. It happens, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, no, I am I mean, Arsenal are the favourites. I think, as we said, mate, the first goal is so crucial on, on Sunday. If, 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 if Arsenal come out of the blocks quickly and score in the first 10 to 15, then you feel like it'll be another routine win. If Watford can nullify you for the first 45, and make it a, a really difficult game and just kind of drag the game out, then we'll start to build confidence from that. As any team going away to the Emirates or going to a top six team will do. You know, we, you've got to, got to grow yourself into the game. We That's why I think it would maybe be a little bit naive to come out the block straight away because we yeah. need to nullify the threat of you guys because you have been on good form. So we'll see, mate. I'm really looking forward to it on Sunday. Really looking forward to it. It should be, should be good fun. Yeah, it should be a great game. Fingers crossed it is uh, because there's nothing worse than giving up your Sunday to go and watch a rubbish game of football. So uh, That is true. Very true. <laughs> fingers crossed it is. Right. We are going to leave it there. Uh, Jakey, brilliant talking to you as always, mate. Um, don't forget, like, subscribe, subscribe to Jakey's channel as well. I think you've got yourself one subscriber coming over. There you go. Uh, Love it. Okay. Gave you a sub, Jacob. There you go, mate. Um, hope the rest of you do too. Get involved. Uh, some really great content coming your way over the next couple of days. I'll be podcasting later on today with Tom Canton from the Guna Talk. We'll be doing our weekly crossover show uh, a little bit later on. Time to be confirmed via the social media platforms in a bit. Uh, we'll be bringing you my lineup for the Arsenal game. And then, of course, on Sunday, we'll be reviewing the game as normal. Some of you may have seen on Twitter, I was lucky enough yesterday to sit down with Gabriel Clark, the director of the brand new Arsene Wenger Invincible movie. And he gave some fascinating insight into the man, into the process of making a film like this. I really, really enjoyed it. That will be with you guys on Monday evening. So lots and lots coming your way. Make sure that you've done all the usual, sub, liked, shared, etc., etc. We'll be back very soon with more. Until then, take care. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.